You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Matt, I know that you have spoken about this before. I think it's being played up in your neck of the woods a lot. Pickleball. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pickleball, awesome. fastest growing sport in America. Believe it or not, I know this is sounds crazy to people who've just kind of learned about this. I'm 50. I played pickleball in high school. Had a mm -hmm. high school gym teacher who taught us pickleball in 1989, 1990. Coach Carl Curris just passed away recently, who's my AD in high school. The field at Cleveland Hill is named after him. And I've known about pickleball, but I've not played since high school. And now everybody's playing it. And yep. we went on this cruise, which I'll talk, I'm sorry, went, went to a resort, which I'll talk about in a second down in Cancun. They had pickleball available. I took Max over to the pickleball court. We played it. I enjoyed it. My nine-year-old son is very good at pickleball. The first time he ever played and he was really good at it. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. It's a really cool activity because it's one of those things that bridges the gap between so many different age groups and so yep. many different people from all these different backgrounds. You could put, you know, a 30 year old, a 12 year old, a 65 year old and a 50 year old on a pickleball court. And they could have a really, really fun time for all of them. And they could have a good competitive match. I got into it because the neighborhood that I moved into has a little park with two pickleball courts nice. legitimately 50 yards away from where I live. So I can go play pickleball really at any point. And do you? The net uh, not as much okay. now, but during the pandemic, we played all the time. So during okay. the pandemic, my wife and I will go over there every once in a while. She doesn't really like to play like the legitimate rules, but we have different paddles and we'll just like hit back and forth as many times as we can and just kind of sure. like screw around. But during the pandemic, I had this group of guys that I played football with every Saturday or Sunday morning. We play this thing called, you know what ultimate football is? I've heard of it. I'm not really sure how it's played. It's basically a combination of ultimate Frisbee and football. Right. So you yes. can't run forward if you've got the ball, but you know, somebody I've seen else can... highlights of it. Yes. Yeah. Really, really fun. Great workout. Well, when COVID happened, of course, everything that was happening indoors got shut down. So we kind of moved our operation over to the park in my neighborhood. And we would have a group of 10, 12 guys come and play pickleball and we would just pick random teams and we would do doubles and we would throw 10, 15 bucks in the middle, each person. And then we would play for all the money and it was a ton of fun and it was great. So I definitely think that people who haven't tried it should try it because it's fun. A lot of people will say, Oh, it's a lot like tennis sort of, but it's actually more like ping pong than it is like tennis. Now I played tennis in high school. So I have a little bit of a tennis background. I wasn't very good or anything, but I would say it's a little bit closer to ping pong than it is to tennis. And that's why it is such an accessible game to play. And you don't need to go get fancy equipment or anything. You play with literally a wiffle ball and you can play with the first set of rackets we got. It was a four pack on Amazon with like four wiffle balls for 25 bucks. They're like Love these it. wood paddles. And that's how we got into the game. So it's super fun. 
we had these wood paddles at the resort and then there was some that were more like rubbery kind of right there are different kinds yeah, of there's like they're like carbon fiber you know like a little bit of a nicer material the wood comes off like so i don't know if this is going to be a little bit too technical but for a wood panel like it's going to come off of the face of the paddle a lot firmer a lot faster but more advanced pickleball is all played at the net. And that's when you would want a nicer paddle because you can control it a little bit more. Like it's harder to control those wood panel paddles because you can't really just kind of baby those. It always pops off of them. So that little area around the net, you know, that what that's called the kitchen. So like when you're around the kitchen, you want to be able to, it's called dinking. You have a little bit more touch you when go. You're dinking the ball. Well, I had a, I had a good time playing it. Max didn't want to play. He kept saying no. And I'm like, come on, let's do it. And then he loved it because he was good at it. And he's a pretty good athlete anyway, but it was really fun playing with him. And I tweeted a video, actually me playing with him. You could see him hitting it over. It was pretty cool. Um, that said it was all at, so I said, we went, even though we did have this party, my wife still wanted to go on vacation. So this was actually planned a while ago. Uh, went to Cancun. That's where I was when you did the show last week and you had the Buffalo plus crew on went to club med in Cancun. Actually, there's a b- bunch of different resorts and that's where we went. I'd never done an all-inclusive resort ever. I've done all-inclusive cruises, as you have. Okay, so I've never done a cruise you, either. Oh, oh, because when you went to Europe last year, it wasn't a cruise. No, no. Uh, oh, you just went on a regular vacation. Yes, if you want to call it that, regular vacation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't. Then I, I can't ask you this question. I want to ask the listeners if you've experienced both. What is better, the all-inclusive cruise or the all-inclusive resort? They're both amazing. Everything's paid for all the food. It's all free wine, alcohol, whatever. Everything's free, but one's on a cruise and you're on a boat and you go to different places. One's at a resort and you wake up and you're on a beach and you relax. And it was really interesting. So we've had this debate in our house about which one is better. And I will tell you, I think I might lean cruise only because I wake up in the morning. I can go visit a new country, essentially Mm -hmm. a new city somewhere. The food, however, at the resort, Better than most cruises I've ever been on. I've never done an all-inclusive anything. Never done an all-inclusive cruise. Well, here's the reasoning now. Okay. Feel like I would get bored. I am not somebody somebody on vacation who can just wake up, go sit at a pool all day, drink, then go to a dinner, and then basically start over and do it. And I know that there's activities and whatnot. So, like, my perfect blend of something where you have that and also have things that you can really do was Hawaii. We went to Hawaii for my honeymoon for two weeks. And that was amazing because during the day you could wake up, you could go sit by the pool, you could have breakfast, but then you could go snorkeling. You could go hiking. You could go play golf. You could do all these things, go get a nice meal and then start it over. Just the idea of an all-inclusive to me has never been, it's yeah. And let me slow you down for a second. Everything you just said about Hawaii, you could do more of that on all-inclusives. Like excursions. Oh my God. You get off the boat. We went, we visited Pompeii one day and hiked and went around and you get off the boat. You go and yeah, you go on excursions. You can go and all excursions are different. If it's cruises, you can get off the boat and do that. But Matt on the boat, water parks, bowling alleys. Yeah. But that's on a cruise, not on an all inclusive. resort. Now we went to the resort, get up in the morning. We went and played pickleball. You could go do anything. You can, we went snorkeling. Uh They have everything there. They, there's volleyball all day, like on a, on a beach, play volleyball. All, all different resorts have different things. I'm sure many of them have golf. You could also leave the resort and go into the city or wherever. So this comes I, down to thought of it is you got to experience it to see what I'm saying, because 
I'm the same way as you. I am not the sit by the beach guy. I am not. I am not the sit at the water guy. I'm not even much of a water person. I need things to do. We got up in the morning. We did yoga one morning with a yoga instructor. I mean, there was a lot to do. This comes down to me being a weirdo more than it comes down to anything else because I'm one of those people who goes on a vacation and then needs a vacation after because I do so much that I get worn out. But my thought is like if I'm traveling to somewhere, I want to see as many things as I can see. I want to meet as many people as I can meet. I really want to immerse myself as much as possible. So from and my wife's a little bit of the same way. She probably leans more towards the let's go and relax a little bit and get away from our real lives and just trying to, you know, calm down for a bit. But yeah, we've never done all of the trips that we've been on together have always been like, go, 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 go. And then at the end, you're like, that happened so fast. I'm still like, I'm exhausted. I don't feel refreshed at all, but I can't wait to do it again. I did not know that you had never done these things, but I'm glad that I found out because I am telling you right now, I think you would love either of these things. You would love going on an all-inclusive cruise. You'd love going on an all-inclusive resort. And I'm wondering if people feel the same way, like which one is better or not better. But I totally get it. Like you got to have something to do. You'll find those. Um, all right. The other thing I wanted to ask about not bills related either masters. I'm sure you watched some over, yeah. over Easter weekend, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, the masters? And do you put Brooks Kepka in the totally choked category? No, I don't put him in the totally choked category, even though I know from the outside looking in uh, the common joke has been like, Oh, look, Brooks could only, only play 54 holes. Cause that's the live stuff that you only play 54 holes and not 72 right. holes. So yeah, it was not a good Sunday. It was his for the taking. He should have won. John Rahm also played a great round of golf. John Rahm is also he's amazing. He's also right now a better golfer than Brooks Kepka. So I don't know if it would be fair to say completely that Brooks Kepka joked, but so happy for Rom. Love John Rom. Think he's an awesome dude from everything that I've seen and read and the interactions that people I know have had with him. It sounds like he's somebody who's easy to root for. And I also really like the idea of going to cover the PGA championship in Rochester with him as the guy who just won a major. Like I like that for the game of golf. I like that for the event at Oak Hill that John Rom is coming into it as the guy defending the masters. And by the way, Justin Thomas, will be defending the PGA championship after missing the cut at the masters. And so did Rory. So I think, and I've said this before, Oak Hill needs like a legitimate champion to win this event because the last two have been Sean McKeel and Jason Duffner and no disrespect to those guys, but not household names. So for the sake of Oak Hill, the history of Oak Hill, the future championships that might be held there, like they need a guy like Rory or JT or John Rahm to come and win win. So I think it's really setting up nicely for the PGA. The only thing that sucks, and this is a big thing that sucks is the tiger pulls out of the masters and it yeah. felt like tiger was just going to play in the majors. But after watching him limp off the golf course in Augusta, it feels a little bit far fetched to think that he could be out on a golf course again in a month playing competitive golf in a major. It is a month and I feel the same way, but I also think like he had, there was such challenging conditions with the the rain and the cold and the wind that I'm sure that also impacted how he moved and how his body reacted. The only issue is Matt, we don't know what kind of weather we're getting in the middle of May in Rochester. It could be something similar to what we just saw in Augusta, which was not the greatest weather for a few days. So I'm hoping to see tiger out there just like everybody else's. Um, That would be great. All right. So, and by the way, on John Rahm, yeah, I agree with you. And to me, him and Scotty Scheffler are the same, which is they never 
waiver. They're just these guys who are so good all the time. You just, you know, you're going to get this baseline of greatness pretty much every time they step on a golf course. Yeah. I, I was, you know, it's when you say it like that, I'm trying to think of like bills players who are similar, like cut from the same cloth, but I actually don't really, I can't really think of any because I know a lot of those guys get up for like big moments and in golf, like you can't be fit. You got to just like baseline, baseline, baseline. Like Josh Allen, I think loves the bright lights. Stefan Diggs loves the pressure. I'll give you one games. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. That's a good point. He's good. He's he's just every single game. He's Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He just makes tackles every single game. Speaking of Josh Allen, he was at the masters uh, he actually was on set with Scott Van Pelt. I think at one point, and I was told a couple of days ago that Gabe Davis also went over to the masters to watch, to hang out with Josh a little bit. I don't know. I didn't see that. I was told that maybe you've seen it even, I don't know. Do you know why so many people who are celebrities and athletes go to the masters to see tiger? <laughs> so the re- like, yeah, one, because they love golf, but two, don't they, they get take- to play it maybe on the, the, the day after? No, they, you are not allowed to have a cell phone once the tournament oh, starts at the masters. Yeah. So this is one of the only places in the world where these guys can go and really not get bothered. Think about Josh Allen walking around at any event ever. Imagine how many times that dude is getting stopped to take a picture with somebody at the masters. Nobody has cell phones. So people are still going to come up to him and be like, Oh, Josh Allen, go bills. I have you on my fantasy team, but you're not sitting there and taking pictures. And I've heard so many and talked to so many different athletes and like celebrities who that's their favorite event to go to because they kind of get left alone compared to what they normally deal with on any other at any other event or any other circumstance. That's a great point. It's a great point. And speaking of that, no cell phones. I saw people saying, imagine people were on their cell phones and distracted when the tree came down at 17. That's a good point too. That's a good point too. And I I will say like, that's a super scary thing that Mm -hmm. happened. And I'm a little bit surprised it doesn't happen more often, Mm -hmm. but thank goodness nobody got hurt. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. All right. So what's next? Let's just wrap this up. And I know we spent most of this segment not talking about the bills at all, but let's tell everybody that a week from today that we are recording this, we are recording this on Monday, April 10th, Matt, a week from today, the bills open their offseason workout program. They're going to be back at the facility, you know, and it's volunteer. So people don't have to show up, but most of the guys will be there. They usually are. And they'll be doing strength and conditioning work. They can't actually work on the field with footballs and coaches. Yeah. So it's, that's a week from it. It's like, it's go, 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 go from now until June and June, basically nothing happens. Like the first week of June, I think they might still have one more level of mandatory mini camp. That's I think the middle through the middle, like 15th, 16th, right around there. That's when it's going to be done. So, and then after that, it's basically nothing up until training camp. So now you have, you've got the voluntary workouts that start within the week or a week from today, then you've got the draft, then you've got rookie mini camp. Yep. And then after that, you've got real mini camp and then it's kind of a lull. And I do think that like the bills still have roster spots that they need to fill. Mm-hmm. So they will be like trickling in with some little under the radar, free agent signings. There'll probably be some depth guys, but at this point, you know, if you have somebody who's just going to be on your roster, basically to get you through training camp, or if you've got somebody with a little bit of upside, maybe spend the extra $500,000 and get the guy with a little bit of upside and see what he can do. Like, it feels like, you know, like a Duke Johnson last year, like he ended up kicking or staying around for really the entire season. We didn't really see him in action at all. Did he ever get into a game? Um, I think he was active. I don't remember if he had any snaps though. 
but like something like that, like Duke Johnson for a little while, like had success in the NFL, like go find, not necessarily running backs, but go find players like that who have done it for a little while, who could still be around and be available. You know, I was looking at a list of like the best remaining free agents Mm -hmm. and there's some interesting names on here that I think it would make sense for the bills to be looking into. I mean, I don't know what they'll do, but like, uh, I'm I'm not saying they're going to do this, but Ronald Darby is on this list. And that immediately takes me back to like all of those years of the bills just being terrible. Um, He did get into one game last year, Duke Johnson. He had two rushes for a total of four yards. Speaking of remaining free agents, some guys have not signed yet that are bills, free agents that went to free agency. Um, AJ Klein, Dean Marlowe, Shaq Lawson. We talked about Cole Beasley still out there. Jay Kumaro. These are guys, Taiwan Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if any of them, come back. I mean, maybe not Cole Beasley at this point, but a lot of these guys, I wouldn't be surprised if they fill out the remaining spot spots on the roster. Yeah. But at the same time, if they're not signed by now, what are they waiting for? And I like, like, here's a good one. This is an interesting idea for you. Roger Saffold. Roger Saffold was not great last year. Roger Saffold is probably going to play one or two more years in football and then be done. But if you go to Roger Saffold and you're like, probably not going to start, but you have a lot of your life now in Buffalo. You were here for the last season. You want to come back for one more year at like one and a half million dollars. Wouldn't you be interested in that? If I was Roger, if I was the bills, if you're the bills, probably, I don't think I would, if I was Roger Saffold, who I've made all this money, I've had a really nice career. I don't really need to do that for a million and a half. However, a guy like Taiwan Jones, who's basically played for minimum deals for a while. Like that's sure. I mean, you just, you're kind of running it back. AJ Klein. I think Matt in those situations, what are they waiting for? I think the team wants to wait till after the draft. What did we get? What do we need? Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're still deficient maybe in a linebacker. Hey, here's a guy who knows our system. Let's bring AJ Klein in something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do think now that you are so close to the draft that you probably get a little, and also I don't think any of these moves are going to be swaying our perception or the team's perception on what they're going to be moving forward. Odell Beckham was kind of the last big piece. There's a couple other big names out there, but I think we kind of know who the core of the bills is going to be going into next season besides the draft picks. All right. Well, Matt, we'll uh, talk to everybody later this week and we'll see if anything's changed from the bills front, the draft, all that kind of stuff. In the meantime, enjoy the sun and the weather. I'm going to try and get out and play a little golf this week. Maybe you could play some pickleball, you know? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to try and golf too. I go back to work tomorrow. So I've got uh, yeah. So I go back to work tomorrow. I kind of timed it. So I would be back for the end of hockey season, depending on what was going to happen. And, you know, credit to the Sabres for sticking around this long but they're not going to make the playoffs. Maybe this is going to age poorly and they went out and some crazy stuff happens and they do, but you know, get through this week of hockey ending next week. We'll have some football to talk about and then it's time for the draft. So there's really, it's a good time to kind of be going back into it. I didn't want to go back in when things, when nothing was happening, like June is a, is a tough month to be, you know, local sports reporter anchor. There's not a ton of things happening now. Lots of stuff going on an easier way to transition back into working. Well, the next time we talk could be right when the Sabre season is over. Who knows? Maybe they pull out something and they get a little help. And we're talking about uh, a Buffalo sports season extending in the meantime, give us a nice review. uh, Give us a five-star rating. 
Thanks for downloading, subscribing. We always appreciate it. We got a lot more planned for you coming up over the next few weeks and into the off season and the next season. Uh, Matt Bove, Channel 7, WKBW Sports Director. Sal Capaccio here. It's always game day in Buffalo.